Meanwhile, in the Earth's stratosphere... I've done it. For my sins, I've done it. I've changed the stem cell batch that Jimmy Olsen should be injected with, belonging to a Draco lizard, and now I have to inject him with turtle cells and shove him out of the atmosphere early. Oh, the injection may kill him. He may mutate horribly. The fall could kill him. He may land in a populated area. Who knows? Who knows what could be hurt or even gulp killed? Why did I just think gulp? That's weird. Gulp is a noise made by a physical action in the world of thought. There's no... Stay focused, Bob. Stay focused and say a prayer for Superman's pal, Jimmy Olsen. Because if I don't do this, mysterious villains will kill my entire family. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 102 of CBQ Legacy. That's comic book queers if you're not in the know. I'm Evil Jeff, and I am here with the beautiful and illustrious co-host, Brett. Hello, and that was a page from Matt Fraction's Jimmy Olsen number three, which we'll be talking about later. Hi, Evil. Hey, Matt Fraction, Matt Fraction. Remember when we used to say that when he was writing the X-Men? Matt Fraction, Matt Fraction, (laughs) Matt Fraction. (laughs) Oh, well, Jimmy Olsen, we'll be talking about that later. You know, I have to say, Matt Fraction's run on uh, X-Men, that might have been the gayest run that I can remember. It was, pretty, it was like, uh, they were set in San Francisco. I mean, oh, you had a yeah. lot of Pixie Dazzler, North Star Dazzler, stuff North happening. Star a lot of Emma. running around. Yeah. Yeah. Super gay run. Loved yeah. it. I mean, didn't love it, but it was super gay. And I love that. <laughs> um, the only thing, right now, the only thing I remember is when uh, White Betsy came back from the grave. And then Dazzler burnt her face off. Yeah, after Storm blew the windows out in the yeah. skyscraper they were in. She's yeah. like, the sounds of the city, baby. Burn your face. <laughs> uh, so well, b- before we get into comic books, we've got a number of um, a number of things you want to talk about. Yeah. So I have a question for you. <gasps> okay. What do you want to pick? Hot Topics. We are so off key when we do that. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I think it's mostly my fault. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hot topics. Well, I have a hot topic. Um, if you go to YouTube and go to the new Rockstars channel and watch the latest episode of Rogue Theory, you might just see yours truly as one of the guests. Woo! I, I did see it, and I can confirm that you do see one Evil Jeff as one of the guests. And Evil, you're so great on that show. And I really like that show, by the way. Thank you. Well, actually, the cool thing is, is that was the first time all three of the guests, we all did improv together at I.O. West. So all three of us already knew each other. And most of the time, the people don't always know each other. So we all have known each other for years. So there was it was a lot easier to get the chemistry going. That must have been really comfortable for you three to kind of just have that familiarity rather than meet for the first time in the studio. Yeah, it was awesome. And I will say uh, afterwards, uh, the producers were like, wow, that was a really good one. I don't know if they say that to everybody, 
But the, they probably say that to everyone. What probably. was your what was your topic? <laughs> uh, I don't want to spoil it. We have two topics that we talked about. The first is is how do you think that, that basically that the idea that this is all a publicity stunt that Sony and Marvel are doing with Spider Man that they are going, but because Sp- if you notice Spider Man isn't part of the MCU for Phase Four. They're like, hey, why don't you split off, do your own stuff, Sony, and we'll make a big fight of it. It will all be newsworthy. And then when Phase 5 comes around, we'll bring him back. So it's all just a publicity stunt. I love it. And so all of us had to give our own take of how is he going to be brought back. And my take was, I think it's going to be Spider-Man Part 3. There there was uh, Homecoming... Uh, far from home, this is going to be There's No Place Like Home. So it's going to be more oh. Wizard of Oz. And so it's where uh, after Peter Parker is publicly outed as Spider-Man, when he tries to go to the Avengers, he realizes he's not in the same universe. The Avengers don't exist. So he has to team up with Venom to try and figure out how to get back to his real universe. But in the end, he clicks his little red booties together and says, mm. there's no place like home. And he gets transported away to another universe that's all in black and white. And then he sees, but I, and my predict, he's, he enters WandaVision. <gasps> I love it. <gasps> How do you think he got transferred to the Venom universe, the Sony-verse, in the first place? I think there's going to be an incident on the MCU side from the Scarlet Witch. I think the Scarlet Witch is going to somehow be imbibed with some kind of insane powers that she can't control. And there's going to be an incident that sends her and the Vision into the weird 50s Wanda universe. And I feel that it's going to start affecting all the multiverse. And that's when Doctor Strange has to come in and save the multiverse of madness. And so I think whatever incident that sent her to Wanda Vision is going to will be the same incident that did it to Peter Parker. So you think there's going to be a Wanda based incident that's going to kind of fuck with reality and, and yes. dimensionally fuck things up. I love yes. it. Yes. Yes. What about you? Have you thought about like uh, if if they did uh if they did like uh separate the Spider-Man movies, what would you think would be off the top of your head? Do you have any ideas of what would be a fun way to bring them back? Um, so like this would all be a plan. Uh, yeah, I, I think what I would do is somewhat along the same lines, but I wouldn't give the Scarlet Witch as much, um, responsibility for it. Mm -hmm. I think that with all of the, um, flashing of gauntlets and all of the like killing half the universe, bringing it back. Like, I think they, they broke some stuff and tore some stuff apart. Um, so I completely agree with uh, Peter gets thrown into a different dimension because, hey, what does Spider-Man think to happen? Uh, but I don't think it's because of Scarlet Witch. I think it is just because of these phenomenons happening all over. Um, but I agree that it will come down to Doctor Strange having to kind of weave everything back together and sort yeah. everything out. But I also think that, um, you know, I'm big on the Eternals uh, ending with a big celestial giving Earth a thumbs down in a moment of judgment and sending Galactus to destroy it. Uh, so I think that the whole, like you broke time and space with all of the infinity stone stuff leading to the judgment of a thumbs down to earth could be it. So I, I, I share your theory, 
but swap out Scarlet Witch for everyone's just gauntlet shenanigans. Oh, and I also would like some Who Framed Roger Rabbit style, since it is the multiverse, all of the Miles Morales cartoon multiverse stuff will also oh. be incorporated. And it'll yes, be like please. it'll be Who Framed Roger Rabbit style where it's like cartoon and live action and then and this will never happen, of course, but I, this is what I want. It's what I want. I mean, it might. You never know. Um so we will see, but everyone, please go check out Evil Jeff on Rogue Theory on a YouTube near you. And there's one other um, topic I want to talk about that I brought up there. Oh, is please. that uh, Robert Downey Jr. is confirmed to make an appearance in uh, the Scarlet, uh, Scarlet Widow, <laughs> the Black Widow uh, movie. Ah, uh, yes. One of our hot topics from last week. And and uh, did did uh, did we say last week like what you think he's going to be doing in it? No, we did not. What do you think he's going to be doing in it? Uh, I think that he will be working out some political thing that we don't know about, but is going to help shape the future of the universe. But you think it's like at some point in the past, like in a flashback? Yes. Okay. Well, the whole thing takes place in the past, so yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, yeah, I said, I think it's just that he, cause he created all the villains in part two and part three and Mysterio and in the Spider-Man movie. <laughs> I assume that yeah, he probably will create, that's what he do. he'll probably create Taskmaster by pissing him, by pissing him off. Oh yeah. Oh, he'll create the Red Guardian. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. Or something yeah. where an arm, oh, yeah. he'll be like, totally. oh, fuck you. I'm not going to do this arms deal. And fuck then you. it forms the Red Guardian or Taskmaster. Yeah. Or it forms Russia. Yeah. <laughs> and then Scarlet, <laughs> and then I keep saying Scarlet Widow. And then Black yeah. Widow is like, oh, I guess I have to take care of this. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, Tony. You're the worst. <laughs> uh, well, I have a hot topic about different dimensions as well. Ooh. It seems that in the upcoming um, CW mega DC show crossover, Crisis on Infinite Earths, heard of it. Uh, we're going to get a number of different actors from different DC shows and properties in the past, including one of my personal favorites, Mr. Tom Welling, playing the Smallville Clark Kent Superman. Wow. Which I am thrilled about because have you seen pictures of him lately? I've seen, He was on Lucifer and I saw a couple of episodes of that and he's still, he's st know. he's still hot Daddy. as ever. He's hot as ever. But he has a little bit of salt and pepper going on. Yeah. Mm. All the old feelings are coming back. It's all coming back to me now. So, I mean, we're going to have Erica Durance reprising her role as Lois Lane. <gasps> no, we're even going to have Brandon Routh, a former Superman, playing the But we won't have Come. Chloe because she's in jail <laughs> for because branding for putting a branding women cult. on a sex cult <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> chloe uh um oh my god they should totally have her on as the head of a cult um i have a question this for this crossover is it supergirl arrow and is it the the what's the other one it's supergirl arrow the flash and DC it, Legends. Legends of Tomorrow? Yeah, and Batwoman. Oh, all of it. It's the whole god. It's Crisis. I feel like that sounds really cool, but then I'm like, I can't start watching five goddamn shows. You know, I don't. Here, here, I'm like, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna check in for the crossover. Like, I don't give a shit about watching the shows. Is it its like, I'm own? I'm not gonna catch up on Supergirl for this. Is it like, but each 
episode of Flash Supergirl has like has its own episode, or is it like a separate like mini series? No, episodes of the show will tie in. Much All right. like a crossover. I'll, I'll yeah. watch. I'll watch those two. That sounds cool. It sounds. I'll watch fun. those. You know who else is in it? Um, fucking Burt Ward. Burt Ward is he Robin from the sixties? Yeah, he's oh, in that's it too. Weird. <laughs> How great is that? Because I will say, your Tom Wellings, your your um, Gilbert Gottfried, wherever the his name is that plays the Flash, um, your Ruby Roses. Nobody, nobody was as sexy as Burt Ward in the sixties. Bad. Burt Ward was very cute. But I can yeah. I can I can I can we pause for a second and talk about? I think. And I think seminal is the word. Um, Semen? Uh, that uh, Superman had a seminal part in my puberty. Tom Welling? It, it changes over time. Do you remember the show oh. Superboy? Yes. Oh, my God. Who played him? He was so hot. He was so hot. No, I had a, one of my first wet dreams was to him. And then, and this is... They said that he got fired because he posed for Playgirl. Now, later on, this is not true. He was just interviewed in Playgirl. But I did not know this. So there was like a 14-year-old boy that became convinced that there were naked pictures of Superboy somewhere. And I had to have them. And thus started, and this is true, I started shoplifting when I was 14 years old. And do you know what I shoplifted, Brett? Playgirl magazines. Yeah, didn't you still one that had Jean-Claude Van Damme in it? Yes, yes. And it was all because I was like, I assumed with these celebrities that would just do interviews, I thought that they might be naked in it. And so I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to break the law. I just think back of like, what would have happened if me, a 14-year-old, in not very gay-friendly Baltimore, was caught stealing naked men magazines at a Walden's book at Golden Ring Mall? Oh, my God. Your life, you probably would have been at least murdered. But then, finally, at least. I know, <laughs> at least murdered. Then they probably would have, like, put my body up on a spike and like, <laughs> as an example to all other gay people. Gave you embarrassing tattoos. Um, but then after that, uh, then Lois and Clark, Dean Kane, I be- I wanked it to him. Yeah. He, he was so hot too. Oh, oh. So I'm actually Ugh. looking at the Superboy Wikipedia page. So it was a different Superboy in season one than it was seasons two through four. Yeah, why did they get rid of the one? I now, in my head it was because he posed for Playgirl magazine, and that I know that's not true. Um, I I, I don't know. Ugh. We have to find out. We have to find out. <laughs> I just don't know. Oh my god. Anyway, S- Superman. Ugh, so cute. Yeah, so I'm going to totally just check in for Crisis on Infinite Earth, and then I'm going to check out. Yeah. Although, I, I, when does the Batman show premiere? Batwoman. I don't know. Hmm. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Um, do you know uh, who Batwoman totally reminds me of? Whitney Houston. Cue the music. <laughs> shoot, 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 shoot. 
Oh god, that one was a stretch, Brad. But now it's time for Waiting to Exhale. It's our segment devoted to the X-Men. Yes, that's right. And we have a lot to talk about. This was a red issue. And when it lists all the issues that are coming, this was one of the red ones. Because Hickman wanted to be like, this one's important. He's like, ding, 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 red, red, red alert, red alert. Yes. And this Did one- you feel this one's important? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, my God, yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, hello, future of everything. And this is the thing. Remember, I said, uh, I said to you uh, previously that what was going on, because this is talking about how everyone was resurrected. And I uh, was like, hey, they clearly the new group of people doing the resurrections, they have to be killed because this can't just keep on going on. But looking at solicitations that came out, I think it does. I think it's like, I this think is it's, just I think it does. the status quo of the X-Men. <laughs> They're disposable superheroes. But we'll talk about that later. Let's talk about this issue. First of all, this has so many nuggets. And I do, I do wonder if you did not read x-men before if you would just think this is the worst run of the x-men ever yeah you this is for fans because it's it's doing so much fan service and i'm here for it i'm here for it brett even the opening where it's like polaris hanging out with her dad like when i turned the page i was like oh god oh oh i came already i i came already yeah yeah first page oh she's just sitting there chilling with her dad god but then when they bring out the characters who are responsible for the resurrections of dead X-Men we've been seeing lately. All right. And they reveal that those opening pages of House of X-1 are very much were flash, flash forwards. And they're mm. happening now in this issue. Talk to me about the five. Let's, let's consider each one by one. By one. <laughs> Professor Plum. <laughs> A.K.A. Proteus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> first of all, I think the first we're, we're going to go in the order of of how the resurrection happens. So who does what first? Uh, so I think uh, first we will talk about Mister. Was it Fabio Fabio Mencina? Medina or Medina? Medina. Yeah, Medina. Funky cold Medina. Gold balls, Mister. Sexy, beefy daddy. Gold balls. I mean, he's a daddy, all right. Quite literally. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, or is he a mommy? Because this <laughs> right, bitch, right? He's a mommy. He doesn't. Ha- he's not laying gold he's a balls. Mommy. He's laying no, golden gold eggs. eggs. I want a golden goose. Oh my god, that's so funny. The first thing that CBQ posted on Twitter in response to this episode was a Veruca Salt gif saying, <laughs> "Beware, X Men. She's coming for your children." <laughs> yeah, Mister Gold Balls. He. These are actually eggs. Just unviable, unreal, like unviable eggs, uh, because someone needs, and that's where it comes in. Number two, take it, Brett. And with just a little nudge, our boy uh, Proteus comes in, and he warps reality just a titch to make those eggs become viable, aka Proteus inseminates Gold Ball's eggs. Yeah, yeah. And then comes number three, we have Mr. Elixir, 
they inject the DNA. Well, yeah, they, they inject the, inject, the DNA yeah. of whichever person they want to resurrect into the yes. egg, and elixir jump starts. Uh, the life cycle process, where then the then yes. it basically fertilizes. The egg has been now fertilized and starts to grow. Um, notice on the syringe that is being used to inject the DNA into the egg. There's a little red diamond. I love those touches. Ooh, because that's like a sinister thing. Yeah. And then goes to the fourth one. We have one of my favorite characters, uh, Eva Bell. What a surprise. Tempest. I love so, her. She was really good in Bendis' run. She was like one yeah. of the best characters besides Gold So Bowl. she she ages the embryo she until basically whatever age they want. Yeah. And then Hope Summers is kind of like, she's the kind of the, the person she, because not only does she... Uh, can she take someone's powers? She can use the powers at the the height of 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 their abilities, and apparently she can also make s- someone else use their own powers to the height of their abilities. So she kind yeah. of unifies everyone. Yeah, she's kind of like the the um, the regulator. Like it's a very delicate process. Like they would keep fucking it up if it wasn't for her to kind of augment and balance and synchronize everything. And which. Beautiful use of our mutant messiah, by the way. Exactly. And then uh, Xavier, when the when the egg hatches, Xavier has been using Cerebro to download the full memories of every mutant on the planet. And he does it Cere- every single week. So when Cerebro somebody dies... Is an autosave. It's, yeah, he's, an, he's a save he's, point. Yeah, he's an <laughs> autosave. And then it's like... I wonder if Xavier's like, hey, I'm going to like... I'm going to do something horrible to this one, then kill him. And then they won't remember. Cause it's like, and then load in just last week's uh, memories. Yeah. He loads in their memories. And so then they're back. Crazy. Crazy. And we see repeats of all those scenes that opened house of X to me, my X-Men it's the heroes of Krakoa, the people who all died on the last mission. Um, amazing. Amazing. Because none of this is in, is anything new invented? It's just all the toys that have been in the toy box just played with differently, and I sure do love that. But it gets weirder because, and I'm not even going to get to the, like the white page graphic stuff yet. There is a ceremony where all of the mutants, all of the X Men come forward and then the leader storm which i love storm is kind of established as like the leader and almost like in a religious she's like the goddess uh she's the high priestess she's the high priestess of the x-men which is like insane and i love it and she basically is there to reintroduce these resurrected x-men as these heroes that saved them all and everyone is like whoa and then everyone's just naked they're just like Chilling naked, and everyone's just they bring cheering them on. Woo! Yeah, they bring out the rebirthed heroes of Krakoa, and they're just standing there in their full naked glory. And everyone's like, "We see them, but do we know them?" Leading Storm to do this kind of crazy ritual um, yeah. that inspires and validates and and unifies. It's really something. It's a little scary and off-putting, especially in these times of nationalism rampant everywhere 
And we're, I think because of these times we're living in now, we're like, oh God, these people are bad guys. But I don't think that's the right way to look at it. I, th- I think it's very questionable whether or not they're bad guys now. Because I, I just read an article where someone doesn't like this run because it's betraying the idea that the X-Men were always fighting for equality and to be one with to be equal with the humans. And now they've given that up and are just wanting to destroy the like take over the humans and be the superior yeah, be race. The dominant, the and dominant they don't species. like that. Yeah. I, however, do like that because I was I, like, I think I that's it. a story we need to explore because it yeah. is that are they good or are they bad? And the fact that we don't know, that's what makes this run interesting. And also, and I'm, I don't want to jump to the end of the issue, but something happens later that makes me realize when they said Moira and Xavier decided that this would be the life where they break all the rules. To me, like the number one rule they're breaking is good guys versus bad guys is the whole notion of good and bad. That's the that is that rule is being thrown out of the window. Yeah. But real quick, we have to give it up to when Storm asks each of them how she knows like is if it's really them yeah and the t- the three that they use are hilarious in their own way first she asks cyclops and he basically references how she beat him without powers for leader yep and love it but then she was like i only was able to do that by you know i learned it by watching you dad like it was super cute i <laughs> love it but the one, and I did not realize this until someone sent me the, uh, uh, Anthony sent me that link to the, yep. uh, to a picture from Inferno. She asks Jean Grey if it's really her. And Jean Grey just says, the, it's the only me that ever was. And that is a direct line of when Storm and Jean Grey first see each other since Jean Grey was resurrected in X Factor in Inferno 244. Yep. Which is, I think, if I had to do like a top five issues, Inferno 244, where it opens with Wolverine kissing Jean Grey. Yep. I, that's, I think it's in my top five like X-Men I, comic issues oh, of all time. Oh, I think I've read that issue more than pretty much any issue yeah, of comic books. That it's so yeah. good! Anyway, uh, yeah, it's so good. Or is it 242? Or is it 244? Uh, uh, whatever. Anyway. Six to one. And then Monet comes up, and she's like, how do I know it's you? And she's like, don't touch me. And she's like, and then Storm's like, Monet. Ah, ha, 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 and does this like, <laughs> this is my sister. <laughs> I know her. It's so uh, fucking it's great. creepy. And, and then I Xavier and Magneto are watching and they even drop another line where Xavier says the work will continue until it's done. It's foundational. It's everything. This is the thing. And, and Magneto says, they should have killed us when they had the chance. <laughs> <laughs> Quoting X2. X2. The movie. Oh, 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 I didn't even realize that. Got it. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, then things get extra. Well, actually, before we do this, I think we can talk about uh, the white pages where the graphics, where they just, he goes into lengths about what actually is happening in this resurrection process. And remember a few weeks ago where I was like, how are they the dominant species? Because it just said that they were brought down to 198. 
I don't get right. it. How are they going to? This doesn't right. make well, any sense. Here you go. Well, there it is. It was fully explained to me. They are. <gasps> like down to like the timing and everything. Like it takes this many per minute. And so. When... They are not just resurrecting like oh. favorite X-Men. Bringing no, back they're rebuilding. Dead. They're re- resurrecting every single mutant that died in Genosha. Every single one. And the weird thing is, is that the five, and this is what I found so fascinating, the five, the more they resurrect people, the faster they do it, and the more they want to do it. And now they have only started, they all five only hang out with each other and have formed this weird click. And they're kind of like revered as these like gods among the other mutants. Like that is so weird and cool. I love it. It's so weird and cool. And so two things I want to point out. Number one, some like predictive things. Remember last week when I was like, I think the X-Men are looking for ways to kind of merge and and combine and unify into one mind. Because when they do, they'll be capable of like just these everything in it. Hello? <laughs> that's, just, that's just what happened with the five. Yeah. Yeah. So, and s- second... A while ago, like many, many weeks ago, uh, CBQ tweeted out, hey, is the reason for that Every Mutant Ever series of variants because ultimately in this book, they are going to resurrect Every Mutant Ever? Hello? Hello? (laughs) Hello? Two for two. But here's the thing that they did not address, which I think they probably would do. If a mutant is old and then dies naturally, just bring, bring them back. Bring them right back. Bring them right back young. Like the mutant, no mutants are, will never, die. they're all basically, the way this is set up, every mutant is essentially immortal. And I would say, even if, like, oh, the only thing now is, oh God, what if one of the five is killed? Uh, exactly. Well, a, or Xavier, like, or like Cerebro is destroyed yeah, or something like that. Yeah, but they even mention... Uh, there's a note. While this has not been tested, it's believed that upgrades, extensions, stand-ins, dare I say, understudies, could be assisted by mutants such as Sync or Mimic. Sync! I love Sync, and he's been dead for so long. He blew up in that bus, right? Yeah, Emma's... No, no, no. He blew up before that. Emma's sister planted a bomb oh, wait, at the oh, uh, Sync, Gen X school. Oh, no. Sync is... Oh, I was thinking of Tag. Sync... Sync was from Generation X. Yeah, with the rainbow aura. Yeah. And he, could, he can copy powers. Yeah. Damn. Oh, Everett. Yeah. They're all bad. So a lot of potential. Another weird thing. Um, while there has been no experimentation regarding what happens when you combine a mutant mind with a husk that is not their own. Oh, shit. Um, you mean kind of like when Xavier's going to start talking in her native Scottish brogue? Oh, do you you think that's Moira? I don't know. I, I'm like half kidding. Well, it is that. That's the that's the biggest question here. Is where is Moira? Where is Moira? Where, where is in the Moira? world is Moira McTaggart? But that's the thing is because we've known since issue two that she faked her death so that she is alive, and we where have not she? seen her anywhere. But that leads us to the very. End of the issue where this is like a game changer. A portal opens up and basically every mutant villain is like, hey, what's up? What? A number of things. First of all, it's like tons of things. All right, fine. Uh, The naked mutant orgy where all the mutants surround our naked heroes and touch their butts. 
So there's that. They touch their butts? They're naked and everyone's got their hands out touching them. Oh. They're like feeling up their butts. Wolverine's got his butt out and there's like four hands on his cheeks. Okay, here's a, a no prize for you. Can you give a no prize? How did they get the admantium in Wolverine? Um, I'm going to say either Magneto or our, um, Proteus tried a little extra hard on that one. Okay. Uh, the other thing I want to talk about is the fact that they would not have a nation state with sovereignty if it were not for Emma Frost. Oh, right. I forgot this scene. <laughs> so it's put out there that the ambassador from Russia of the United Nations, um, which is part of the uh, – what's that United Nations inner circle? The General Assembly. I mean the um, Security Council. Yeah. Uh, if any number of the Security Council, which are those big nations – Voting no, the X-Men would be screwed. They would not get their own nation. Uh, Emma learns that the Russian ambassador was going to vote a no, and Emma just blinked her eyes and twitched her nose, and the Russian ambassador abstained. Now, Xavier says a few things. Compulsion leaves an indelible mark on the victim. So by doing that, Emma, you've kind of fucked her up a little bit, and it also affects the one perpetrating the act dominating the will of another you see often comes with a cost so there's a big foreshadowing moment here i think this moment's going to come back and bite emma somehow oh i wonder how i don't know but they the next page lists russia as an enemy <laughs> so yeah so, you know, there could be a war coming between Krakoa and all of these nations that are listed as enemies yeah. on one of the uh, data pages, including Wakanda. They don't need no mutant drugs. Yeah. But they were they listed as an enemy, though? Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, Storm and Black Panther. Right? So oh, great. they're going to fight. They're going to fight. Uh, they're going to fight. But the thing that I love is that Xavier, rather than chastising her... He's like, thank you for your sacrifice, Emma. Yeah, he's like, it's going to fuck you. Um, you're going to get fucked somehow, but thank you for your sacrifice. And then she's just like, oh, just make me like a governor of some province somewhere. Yeah, would you settle for a captain of a pirate ship? <laughs> and then we get to the scene of good guys and bad guys being a thing of the past, all mutants being united on Krakoa under the vision of Xavier and Magneto. A uh, ton of villains come out of a Krakoa portal to join the mutants. Who do we got? Apocalypse. We got Apocalypse. We got Random. We got Sinister. We got uh, Celine, who's never looked better. We have Empath. We have Sebastian Lady, Shaw. Lady Mastermind. Yep. Uh, Mentallo, Mesmero, Animax, Callisto. The list goes on. The hits just keep on coming. <laughs> Oh, but Krakoa is very happy to see Apocalypse in particular. Yeah. Um, birds surround him. I have Apocalypse is like the Snow White of Krakoa. <laughs> or like, the, yeah, the Sleeping Beauty. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a question, though. What? Isn't Apocalypse's thing survival of the fittest? And that if you're not the fittest, and you, and you, then you should die. So wouldn't resurrecting X-Men that were killed go against his beliefs? Eh, I, I, I think right now mutants have showed themselves as being the dominant species, and he's like, that's all I've been trying to do. 
Because that's the thing. It's, is, it's it, a little was, tweak was on his he, history. But. Was he saying mutants are the dominant species, or was he just like, whoever is the strongest should win? It was never about it being mutants. He was just like, strongest wins, period. Yeah. And we've added information to reveal that he's a mutant, and he's the oldest mutant, and he's he fought you know, on Krakoa against demons. This is the, this is all part of the, the face turn of Apocalypse. Yeah. So this is definitely, he's definitely re kind of inventing who Apocalypse is. Absolutely. And it ends with the handshake page of what I'm calling Apocalypse joins the X-Men. But that's the thing is one life Moira goes to Xavier. Nope. Then she goes to Magneto. Nope. Then she goes to Apocalypse. Almost. And then she realized, no, I need to do all of them. All three. All all mutants. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, because that's the one of the main things that really stopped Magneto was the X-Men in her life. Is Xavier and the X-Men are the ones that ended up capturing her and, and killing Magneto. Yeah. All the heroes. Yeah. So, uh, loving this run. Super excited for the next issue. But uh, they also just released the solicitations for December. So yeah. we have like a sneak peek of what's going to happen in New Mutants, Fallen Angels, Excalibur, X-Men, uh, X-Force. And from what it seems like, there is one line of like, it just said, the new dominant species of mutants. Mm-hmm. So the one thing that they the solicitations have given away, the X-Men win. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like they win. I mean, it's called Dawn of X. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much says they win. Very it's exciting. Crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, the whole paradigm is flipped. The whole thing has been subverted. And then, did you see how it's uh, in the New Mutants, the the younger generation, uh, like armor and stuff, they're just going out yeah. and, recru- and bringing, basically telling 13-year-old kids, hey, we're taking you away from your family and you're going to come live with us now. It's cool. Yeah, and it's funny. I knew there was going to be like a secondary backup team in the New Mutants book. Uh, who would have kind of like a B plot, and um, I didn't think it would be the 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 kids from what I'm calling like the Age of X Men kids. Yeah, but it is. Looks like it anyway. I thought for sure it would be like Gen X. Yeah, and then uh, were there any other uh, tidbits of juicy things that you think were revealed in these solicitations? Uh, not really. It seems. Um, I think, like, I have a little bit of a better feeling of how Betsy becomes Captain Britain. Yeah, they're talking about um, her ascension. And that yeah. Brian Braddock isn't dead. He hands yeah. it over to her, but it he, seems But he like. has problems with the whole thing, yeah. And um, I, the Marauders cover with Bishop and Storm and Iceman and Xavier, like, ready to kill a guy that's coming out of one of the resurrection pods. I thought that was interesting. Yeah, and that's the other thing is that in, in that solicitation it said uh, the two that Sebastian Shaw is kind of like pitting Ooh, against the, the two, two queens. queens. Who is, is Mystique the other queen? Who's the who, yeah? Oh, I don't know. Who is the black? I don't queen? know. God, is it Storm? Please. But here's the Please? thing: is but isn't but it says two queens. I thought Emma Frost was the king. I think they've done away with that when she said, call me White Queen. Oh, okay. oh, she did. When did she do that? 
in her first scene in this courtroom. Oh, oh, okay, got it, got it. Okay, yes, yeah, so that's. I'm I'm curious of who the the second queen is. I hope it's Storm. <gasps> if Storm is the Black Queen, that's kind of racist, though. Yeah, I don't know if you can call it. <laughs> I would love it. Yeah. Oh. I would love if every issue she goes, you're damn right I'm the black queen. <laughs> She's like, why has it got to be black? Because black is better. And then she just lightning bolts somebody. That's right. And oh. then all of a sudden somebody walks in and you hear her going, I'm here to be the new black queen. And it's Billy Porter. <laughs> Billy Porter should play Storm in the next movie. <laughs> that, that's actually only half a joke. Like he really should. <laughs> He would be amazing. That would be amazing. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we I think we've run the X-Men into the ground. Well, I have a question for you. Yeah, what? What have you read for me lately? Yeah. I mean, let's just hit these real quick. You read the Spider-Man number one by JJ and his son Henry, right? Yeah. Um, is it me or did that go in a completely d- different direction than I thought it was going to go? At first I was just like, oh, she, you're going to kill off Mary Jane? Moo, that's inventive. Let's just refrigerate a main character on the like second page. But then it was like 12 years later and I was like, wait, what? <laughs> wait, what? Yeah, so it's all just about the kid, their son. Yeah, so this takes place not in main continuity. Uh, it's about a Peter Parker who lost a Mary Jane after they've had a son, whose name is, surprise, Ben. And uh, it's about Ben turning 12, uh, hitting puberty, discovering he's got some spider powers of his own. Uh, and his dad, his is, dad is, a is, an, is an asshole. Yeah, he's got a hook for a hand, Peter Parker. And he's kind of a dick. You know what I kind of wanted to happen... I kind of wished it was reversed. I wished Peter Parker died and Mary Jane was alive. Yeah, but this is about a father and a son because it's written by a father and a son. Oh, right. Oh, I don't care about any of that. Yeah. J.J. Abrams. Besides, besides, we know it's written by the son. (laughs) (laughs) And they just put J.J. Abrams on it so that it could be published. Yeah. Are you going to keep reading it? Yeah, it's actually not bad. No, it was pretty good. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah. I wanted to hate it, of course. Know what I liked? Wormy Henry. Know what I liked more that had little children, is I I read that uh, something is killing the children. Oh, <gasps> you did? Yeah. I'm oh, into what did you it. think? I really like right? it. I like it. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, that's really fun. What else did you read, Brett? Um, I read a little Death's Head number three by Teeny Howard and I did drawn too. by Kaizama. Yeah, what did you think of that? Oh, it's fine. It's fine. I have nothing else to say about it. Yeah, it's fine. The only interesting um, thing is it said, mm-hmm. uh, is they basically said that they are engaged, but uh, Billy and uh, Teddy are engaged, but they can't yeah. uh, ever get married because they're too busy like fighting bad guys. Yeah. I don't know. I, need th- I want them to break up for a little bit. <gasps> Someone needs to cheat. Yeah, someone needs to cheat. Come on, Br- or bring in a third. Bring in uh, what was his? What was the the one? Prodigy. That, prodigy. Hey, prodigy. Hey. 
See you. Um, yes, yeah, so, I mean, it's. I like it. It's fine. It's it's cheeky. It's cute. You know, she's the one writing Excalibur. Um, oh, okay. So look at her writing British properties, Death's Head and Excalibur. Okay. Uh, I also read The History of the Marvel Universe. How is that? I didn't read it yet. You know what? This one isn't as good. And I'll tell you why. Because this is actually... I find them boring. It's actually now just like, and then this group came, and then this group came, and then this group came, and then this group came. Yeah, it's like that Bible chapter that's like, so-and-so begat so-and-so, and and that begat so-and-so. And the only interesting thing is then it gets to, and I forgot about it, it was like, and then the Fantastic Four, and then Sue and Richards had a baby, you, and then it cuts back. Uh... To Me? Franklin Brett? and, and oh. Galactus talking. And Franklin Richards. And so then you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. It's Franklin Richards and Galactus telling the story. Oh, that's so that's so Princess Bride. Like in the middle, you're like, oh, yeah, no, this is um, Columbo telling Fred Savage a story. I forgot. Yeah. And so, yeah, but, but even that, it was like Franklin basically was like, uh, Galactus, you're the destroyer of worlds. I'm the creator of worlds. Like we're polar opposites. And I'm like, all right, whatever. It's kind of stupid. Anyway, yeah. Um, I also read Guardians of the Galaxy, number nine. Um, there's a big giant Drax at the end. Yeah. So the little plot twist at the end. Thanks, Donny Cates. It is that uh, we thought they were raising the Magus or Adam Warlock. No, they were resurrecting Drax the Destroyer, who was kind of sort of killed in Infinity Warps. Yeah. Yeah. But it's his old look. It's his original look not the movie look and there's a little kid magus Magus. yeah who him him and genesis little kid apocalypse they should have their own yeah uh, comic together bad boys yeah Yeah, or like like it should be like that movie good boys yeah and like little kid loki the eight-year-olds looking at dildos bring little kid loki back did you see that movie good boys no i didn't it i i like maybe i'm just old but it's like like eight-year-olds like whoa boobs and di- what is this a dildo like i don't know i don't know so you didn't like it at all i didn't see it oh, i don't okay. like the concept yeah my thing is i would love like three 13 year old gay kids thank you where it's now in the we live in a no. world now where 13 no. year olds can instead, come out so they're yeah, just like instead, mm, dicks. what's more acceptable <laughs> than 13 year old gay kids saying dicks no we can't do that let's do eight-year-old saying boobs like that's that's fucking straight people for you. Yeah. Uh. Um, ew. I read a DC book. What? I read Jimmy Olsen number three. How was that? By hashtag, hashtag Matt Fraction. Yeah, you read it. You read the monologue. That would my yeah. That gulp thing in that monologue was hilarious. Yeah. So that actually that um wasn't that funny. That um is goes back to a scene we saw in number one where it's told from the other character's point of view. Like, in number one, we see Jimmy Olsen jump out of a, a, a jet in the stratosphere, get surprised that he turned into a turtle, and destroy this statue that Lex Luthor wanted destroyed. So now you see, like, kind of why all of that happened in that monologue. Is that monologue, is that a famous villain? No, it's the astronaut that was kind of in the jet uh, with Jimmy oh, okay. Olsen. Like, his helper. And he's like being forced uh, yeah. to do that. Yeah, yeah. He was like, uh, like villains were going to kill his family or whatever. Um, overall, it's a funny book. It's got moments of comedy. It's it jumps around a lot, so it's kind of hard to follow. But um, you know, Matt Fraction's got that humor. He's got that humor, and he uses it. Okay. 
So it's all right. It's good. It, it gives you the reason why Jimmy Olsen had to move to Gotham City, which you never really knew. Remember episode one, issue one? I was like, and he moves to Gotham City. It turns out he's hiding out. Mm. Um, because he had an assassination decoy made. He had somebody, because people are always trying to kill him. So he had like a new kind of lifeless body made. A clay golem. As soon as, soon, yeah, as, soon as he, like, yeah, a Shi'ar golem. As soon as he um, like set it in a chair and opened a window, like a bullet came through his window and like killed the assassination decoy. He's like, well, uh, I see it works. Time to go. <laughs> Pretty funny stuff. So overall, I give it ew, ew, two oohs. I liked it. Oh, good. Well... Well, uh, did I read anything else? Probably, but it wasn't good enough for me to remember. Well, I think time has run out because it is time to... <gasps> Let's get critical, critical. Come on and get critical. This is where we get critical about TV and movies. And, and I, I have a TV in mind. Okay, I, only, I can only think of one thing. Oh, wait. Oh, you have something else. Okay, wait a minute. You go first. <laughs> okay, I'm surprised um, that it's not the same thing, because mine is the premiere of American Horror Story 1984, oh, season yeah. 9 no, of American okay, Horror Story. No, you shouldn't be surprised, because um, did you watch all of them? What do you mean, all of them? The American Horror Stories. Yeah. Okay. Before we get into this new one, I hate these. I hate them so much. There's flames. What do you Flames hate? on the side of my face. Okay. He can't hate, stick the landing. He can't stick the landing. Okay. First one. Ha- haunted House What are you House talking one. about? You mean American Horror Story as a whole? Yes. The whole oh. series is awful. Okay. The first one. The ending I completely was co- disagree. Okay, well, let me get my get my spiel out before you can argue with me. The endings are solid every no, time. No, they're awful, Brett. Brett, Brett. Okay, the first one, the ending was like, eh, but it was fine. So the first one, first season, I liked. Second season, with all the aliens, it was like, let's have it in an asylum, but we're going to have possessions and aliens and... And, uh, like, Frankenstein shit. No. It was too much going on. And the ending, it just spilled out of control. Awful. Coven. The ending was great. Coven. Ending. Awful. Awful ending. It was so what, you bad. Didn't like, you didn't like Sarah Paulson ascending as the new Supreme? No, but then they all just, like, and now let's all just see who's going to be the main Supreme. Who's going to be the new Supreme? Oh, you died. Oh, you died. Oh, you died. And it all happened in, like, one episode. And it was sure. just dumb. Okay. So I was like, I'm done with this. So I did not watch the, the what was it, Circus? What was it? Freak Show. Freak Show. Didn't watch that. I watched the first episode of Hotel to see Lady Gaga. Abortion. It was an abortion. She was just trying to be Catherine Deneuve in The Hunger, and it was awful. And I was like, I'm not watching great, this great garbage. Ending, uh, then my friend told me, no, Roanoke is different. Roanoke's different from all of them, and that one's amazing. I watched Roanoke. Was it me? No. Roanoke... Because I feel the same way. Roanoke is is my favorite. a horrible, 
disgusting piece of shit. It is so bad. I hated it. It's my favorite. I, I hate it. watched it the whole way through. It made no sense. And this is my problem now, with that Ryan one. Murphy. The last episode was bullshit. Thank you. But even so, Ryan Murphy, his problem is he has these good ideas for a premise, and then he, but he cannot, they can't write characters. Every character never makes a decision that a real human being would ever make. Yeah, because he leans into tropes. But not even tropes. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. Hey, Roanoke, we all, remember how we almost got murdered? Let's go back. It made, no, that would never happen. Being on TV is a powerful thing. No, it was garbage. It was garbage. I didn't see Apocalypse. I didn't we see... We skipped Cult. I didn't see Cult. Oh, I saw the first episode of Cult, and I was like, this is dumb. And then Cult's garbage. And then I didn't see Apocalypse. So then I was like, because... Apocalypse is great because they follow up on all the things from Coven that you were complaining about. <sighs> Here's the deal. I decided to watch... American Horror Story 1984, because it's my favorite brand of horror, is the slasher. That's my favorite horror. And it was awful. Did you like it's it? It's my favorite. Yes, it's my favorite it of all. It was awful, Brett! It was bad! I loved it. I loved it so much. It was so good. I love seeing Emma Roberts as our good girl hero. That's new. I thought it hit all the slasher tropes in such a hilarious way. It looks so funny. And I just, I can't wait for the mid-season twist, whatever it's going to be. Because there's no way you can sustain a whole season with just killing five characters. Oh, I know what the twist is going to be. Something awful that will ruin the whole entire thing, which is hard I to do. I disagree with all of your points. I think American Horror Story, while very disappointing at times, is a hell of a show. I think it does so many wonderful things. It's so much fun. Uh, I think Apocalypse is fantastic. I think Cult is the only one that's garbage. Hotel is garbage. They all ended great. And 1984 is my favorite. This show made me and my boyfriend get into a fight. Why? Because he... Because you're wrong? Because he was so angry at how horrible the show was. But then I was like, I have to see how it ends. And then he got angry that I still had it on. And he was like, this is so bad. And I was like, I know, but I have to see how it ends. Oh my god, it's so great! It's so fun. Here's like everything is like hyper exaggerated and campy. Oh, come on, it's a gay man's dream. Gus Kentworthy is an awful actor. Oh, he's the worst. Awful. Oh, oh god, I wish he's so bad. He's so bad. I wish it was Matt Wilkes playing. He's too old, but I wish it was Matt Wilkes. I'm going to see role. Matt so Wilkes. I'm going to see Matt Wilkes. I'm seeing Little Shop <gasps> of Horrors, and he's in it. I'm going to kill you. You're going to. Do you know? Do you know who Audrey is? Yeah, the girl from Pose, the star of Pose. Yes, yes. And do you know who? Do you know who fucking um, Seymour is? He's he's the guy from Be More Chill Be More who Chill. breaks down the house. Yeah, and then the 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 black girl from Glee is the plant. Oh. Amber Amber oh. Riley is that her name? The yeah, Amber Riley on the New York side. First of all, I it's just all checked white this people. morning. <laughs> it's it's all white people. It's all sold out. The and the only one that I'm excited about is it's Jonathan Groff as Seymour. Eh, I don't like Jonathan Groff. Oh, I love him. Uh, he should be in 1984 because he's campy and wonderful, and so is the show, and I love it. Watch it. 
That's I'm awful. like, you're not into the whole like connected Murphy verse, like how all the seasons connect or the fact that they all line up perfectly with one of Dante's nine circles of hell. And this is lust, the final circle. I that would we if they were yet. written, if they were written well, they're written horribly. The dialogue is laughable. No one, the character arcs make no sense. I like the ideas. The premises and ideas are brilliant, but they're, the execution is an F. I did say going into the show to my friend, I was like, you know, I'm excited for the show to start, but I do know that the best part of every season is over the teaser campaign. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. The promos. And always, That's always the best it is part. The promos, <laughs> it's the premise, and the premise is always brilliant. And when you actually see it, I'm like, this is lame. Anyway, all right. Are you going to keep watching it or not? We'll see. If I if I've if I'm like if I if there's nothing else good on, but right now there's a lot of all the new TV shows are starting, so yeah, I have a feeling I'm, I'm probably not going to. Okay. I wanted right, to we won't talk about it anymore. I was just going to bring up Titans, but I don't have oh, much please. to say about it. Did you watch the latest I Titans? No, oh, I did okay. not. Well, then I'm just not going to bring it up because I'll wait for you to catch up. Okay, we'll cover it next week. Okay. All right. Um. I'm actually really excited. Um, I should have brought this up when we were talking about House of X number what, five. What? 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 Yeah, it's super cool. So we, I don't know how we got this, but a listener who is a mutant, um, who was on the island of Krakoa, I think still is. What? Uh, yeah. Um, during the ceremony, uh, celebrating the rebirth of the heroes of Krakoa, their resurrection at the hands of the five, um, this mutant's power is to uh, record anything she hears what? Um, and turn it into an MP3 file. Uh, That's so such a she, specific power. It's such a niche power, I know. She um, sent us audio of what it was like for for uh, two mutants that she was standing nearby, these two gay mutants. Um, she picked up their audio, which really serves as like a wonderful first-hand account of the whole resurrection um, of of the heroes of Krakoa. Oh my god, I have to so, listen to this. Yeah, we're gonna. I'm gonna call it up now. This is two gay mutants at the ceremony, bringing back Scott Jean and, and all of them. Uh, okay, I'm just gonna load it up, hit play, and here we go. Because I can oh my god, what's going on? Like, this better be good. Ugh. It is so nice out again. I know, it's just crazy, right? Oh god, everybody is here. Oh my god, some of these people smell, like some mutants, I wish their mutant power was to like smell better, because it stinks. Ugh. Seriously, in fact, you know what? I think I just met a guy who generates soap. That'll come in handy. Oh my god, that's so cool. Where were you? Like, I feel like you were off in like some Krakoan crack somewhere, being a slut. Uh, slut? I was not. I just took me a while to get ready. Where were you? You're um, the one who were probably whoring it up over there at the house of M. I was whoring it up. I was whoring it up. Okay. <sighs> Bitch talk. Well, I just found out Anoli just turned eighteen. And uh, he was like, and so he gave me a hand job with his non-muscle arm, and then with the muscle arm, like alternating back and forth. It was amazing. Oh my god! It was what amazing. Wait, Wait, what is on, going on? on? Oh Wait, my god! Is that they, Storm? Storm, I love you. She looks amazing. You Storm. look amazing, yes. Storm, it's us. Oh, you own everything. Oh my god! Oh my god! Here come the five. Here come the five. Oh! 
Oh my god, oh gold my balls! God. It's so cute! This is so bad that I want to just suck the sh gold out of gold balls. Oh my god, I want to inseminate his eggs, but they don't talk oh to us. Oh my god. It's kind of I, like... They never talk to us. I know, it's us. like, you can't sit with us, and it's like, why not? I tried smiling at Proteus, and he turned my hair red. Oh my god, and that looks, it looks great. I thought you dyed it. Oh my god. No, Proteus. I flirted with Proteus. Oh my god, wow, that's amazing. You know, I actually oh walked by Hope Summers recently, and wow. it, yeah, and it just made my powers just totally sing, because you know what my powers are. Anyway, they make them sing. I don't want to talk about it here. Because it's embarrassing. Oh, yeah, no, I, I completely know what your powers are. We don't have to talk yeah, about it. It's yeah. super weird. I walked by Hope and I was like, hey, Jean. Oh, <laughs> sorry, Hope. <laughs> oh my God, she hates I'm that. I'm so embarrassed. I'm she so embarrassed. Hates that. Oh my God, wait, oh they're bringing God. people out. Wait, what is that? <gasps> Who are they? Oh, oh my God, they're alive. Oh my God, they're alive. Oh my God. Oh my God, they did it. Oh my God, he's psycho. Oh my God, he's naked. Oh my God, look at. Oh my god, do you think when they like regenerate oh. them, do you think his dick was always that big? All of their dicks, they're so big. I know, even jeans, oh <gasps> my god. Oh my god, look at Nightcrawler, <laughs> bitch. Look at Nightcrawler's butt cheeks. Oh. oh my god, they're perfect. Oh, those fuzzy little blue oh. orbs. Oh. oh my god, look at Angel's dick flopping around in the air like oh my god oh my god there's monet oh my god can i tell you what happened with me and monet yes sorry I... if i'm half listening look at them oh my god no monet i was like before the mission i walked up to her and i'm like good luck on the mission and she just slapped me in the face it was the coolest oh, you're so thing lucky. ever you're so <gasps> oh everyone's walking towards them oh my god let's try and build hey out of my way out of oh my, my way bitch oh my god you, my grab... way, you on, go for nightcrawler i go for cyclops we're gonna grab his butts Oh my god, wait, oh, okay. Do okay. you think I can grab Logan's too? Do you think he'll, he'll stab me? Oh my oh, god, that would be so, so cool. Excited. The character will be resurrected. So oh, oh my god, god. should I touch him? Should I touch oh, I'm just oh, gonna touch Scott's ass. I love you, I love you, Scott. Oh my god, I'm touching, I'm touching Scott's butt. I love you, Scott, I love you so much. Oh my god, your butt's so hard. Oh my god. It's so weird that they got resurrected, so worked out, you know? It's like, wow. It's like, oh my god. It's part of the... Oh my god, oh my god. Handle it. Oh my god. Oh, everyone's getting naked. Oh, oh my god. Well. <laughs> Girl. Oh my god. It's Bitch. a good okay, thing. Don't look my... me in the eye during this. Hey, it's fine. No, come on. It's cool. Good thing my powers is that my sweat is pure ecstasy. Woo! That's right. Oh. Uh. Oh. And I... that's where the audio cut off. Wow. That's crazy. Those wow, two that uh, like a party. Those two gay mutants sound awful. <laughs> you I think hope, so? I hope they never make it into the comic. <laughs> they feel like they're the, they're like the insta thoughts, like the wannabe insta thoughts of Krakoa. Yeah, yeah. They're like they're the social media influencers <laughs> of Krakoa. Oh my god, I hate them. I hear that we have a, a lot more audio of them coming our way in future episodes. Yay! <laughs> Yay! I know, we They're need to awful. figure out their names. <laughs> One day. All right. We will, um, I, I still don't have a read on what their powers are, but we'll, we'll, we'll do some research. We'll figure it out. Okay. What fun! Yay! Well, Evil Jeff, thank you so much. Thank you, Brett.
Yeah, we really went through it in this episode. One hundred and two. I know. We agreed. We loved. We fought. We made up. Yeah. Um, I, I did agree with you on many of your points throughout the show. Not an American Horror Story, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, everybody, listen. American Horror Story is, at its essence, about friendship. And if you have friends that you think would enjoy this show, we'll ask them to give it a listen and hopefully subscribe on their favorite podcast channel. Yes. 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 Double yes. We are on Spotify. We're on iTunes. That still exists. We are on podcasts. We are on the app. We are on Stitcher. We're on our own website. Give us a shot. Tell them to give us a shot. Yeah. And then uh, tweet at us. Follow our Instagram at Comic Book Queers. And don't forget to check out Evil Jeff on the latest episode of Rogue Theory Woo! on YouTube.com. And remember, everybody, just uh, I'm just going to I don't know if you've heard this before from us, but probably not. If you read comics, well, then that makes you queer. queer.